Welcome to Chat About, sponsored today by First National Bank Bemidji and the Bemidji Chrysler Center Honda of Bemidji. It's time to talk trash once again. Brian Olson, Beltrami County Solid Waste Director, joins us on Chat About. Brian, welcome back. Or, uh, Kev, thanks for having me, and it's always a pleasure to be here. So um, let's just kind of, you said we don't have much of an agenda, so we'll, we'll go right to the beginning. What is the Solid Waste Director's job what are all the things you're you're in charge of okay well um obviously the overall operations now of the uh solid waste department which includes all of our remote sites the three permitted sites which includes the two transfer stations and the landfill um administering the ordinance uh which you know dealing with uh, complaints from the public as you know neighbors or whatever working with townships um being, I guess, the spokesman to the to the board of commissioners for solid waste, and uh, yeah, I guess that kind of is a over encompassing high level uh, responsibility list. Okay, um, so yeah, in charge of all of the facilities, dealing with county board. I mean, there's there's a, there, you're spinning a lot of plates. Yeah. Yep. And. Uh, and part of my job, too, is, and I, I guess I was lack to say this, I'm also the public work safety coordinator. So I have, you know, I have, a, I guess, a, a smaller hat that I wear on that side, but I do, uh, um, I guess, I have a passion for safety, and that's part of my, uh, part of my role. So I deal with uh, trying to get annual trainings and, and uh, some toolbox talks done throughout the year with the public works department, which includes obviously then solid waste and the highway department. So how did you get involved in this kind of work? Good question. <laughs> um, well, I, you know, I retired from the military. I kind of was wondering what I was going to do with my life. I knew I was too, uh, too early to just retire. I, uh, I didn't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to do with myself all day long. Um, so, you know, I, I had some jobs right out of the military. I, I went and worked actually at Dick's Plumbing and Heating as a project manager there for a short period of time. I uh, instructed junior ROTC at the high school for three years. And then this position opened up, and I, with my degree, I figured, you know, I meet that, and I have management skills, and and uh, so I, I applied. Okay. Um, I had basically zero knowledge about solid waste, you know, I looked at the at that time the ordinance and and tried to get smart a little bit just for for uh, some of the potential questions that would come up. But you know, they were looking. I guess at that point they didn't really know what they were looking at for solid waste and a solid waste from my initial uh, um, duties and responsibilities. I even had GIS underneath my role at the highway department to do some work in GIS because I had some knowledge of that in the military. So I, I had actually three roles then. I was the solid waste director. I was the public work safety coordinator. And then I was the highway GIS representative or, or technician. Um, realized early on that solid waste was going to take up a lot more of my time than what they originally planned. So uh, it's probably spending 60% of my time, if not more, on uh, solid waste tasks because at that point I was doing everything, which included all the billing, and and that probably took up 50% of my time, if not 55% of my time, 
out of all of that and uh and we've just we've we've grown we've taken over operations we used to have waste you know we used to have a commercial contractor do all of the operational stuff as far as all of our facilities we've been improving things um so yeah i've i no longer do gis i uh I still am the safety coordinator, and I would say that's probably 10% of my job. I had 90% is spent on solid waste activities. And I guess the other thing with solid waste as the director, I'm planning for the future. So that has a lot to, lately that has a lot um, uh, more responsibility looking at potential different spots to put our some of our um, recycling sites uh, this whole um, C&D waste issue because of the state's direction that they're going with closing unlined landfills, that that has, uh, I guess, had me, uh, has taken a lot of my time. We're part of a nine-county coalition, and that's I've mentioned that before, but there is a, there is a, a, a sunset basically on our demo landfills that are unlined, and it's going no matter what it's going to be a costly venture and we're asking if the state's going to change the plan we're asking them then to i guess pony up and give us some money to uh be able to do this because in in a uh, rural um environment like we're in we just can't afford to do what they really want us to do without having grant funds okay so that's 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 what you do yeah how many people in the department? Including myself, there's 15. Okay. Working at the various facilities? and. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, so the, the solid waste department, obviously, trash and, and all the things we talked about, landfills. I know one of the things we talked about the last month is, you, speaking of planning for the future, you got a plan for a new landfill or a redesign of the current landfill due to some new state regulations. Yeah, yeah, they're going through rules right now, and, you know, they've been talking about this. You know, I started this in 2016, and this is one of the things that I first went to a meeting. They started talking about demo landfills and um, the future of demo landfills as far as having them lined, uh, you know, the... Water is a, a valuable resource, and obviously they don't want anything possibly to happen to our uh, our water quality. And, you know, that's why things like PFAS and all these other things that are, you know, the I guess the buzzwords for water quality. And, uh, I mean, water treatment facilities are dealing with it. Solid waste departments are dealing with it. Um, quite honestly, they say it's even in the rainwater. So we're really all dealing with it. We see PFAS all over the place. We just don't know that we're actually um, consuming PFAS because it's in so many different materials. So, yeah, um, it's challenging. (laughs) (laughs) That might be the understatement of the year. Yeah. He's Brian Olson. He's the solid waste director for Beltrami County. Just came off the holiday season, uh, which is probably a time where... Well, you have to, I know you have to have some holiday hours and things like that, but I'm sure you get a ton of people coming through your facility after that. Yeah, we do. We see a really an influx of stuff after the, uh, especially after, uh, you know, the 
this holiday break because of all the the trash that's generated from packaging to whatever people throwing away the stuff you know replacing the old with the new and getting rid of the old and sometimes that ends up being in the trash um you know again i i guess i would stress the importance of batteries get putting them in the right place and the reason i bring this up is um we just had a um I guess fire drill at the transfer station. Our um, operator seen some smoke coming out of one of the um, compactor units, so they responded to that appropriately. Um, we were able to manage it all in house because it was, you know, they they pulled it away. They took care of the, you know, the anything that uh, looked like it possibly uh, was generating heat and. Um, responded to that very well but again that's that's our one of our in my opinion that's our biggest threat between you know that needle sticks and stuff like that and that would be the other thing is if you if you have needles make sure you dispose of them properly um either bring them to a medical facility i know sanford has drop off sites for for needles and or make sure that they're put in a very durable plastic container and they're taped up and put sharps on the container and then they can actually go right to the landfill but you know the idea is not to put them in a plastic bag okay um yeah i I would just imagine the volume uh, this time of year is is crazy i know Mm -hmm. i brought i brought plenty to the facility myself (laughs) (laughs) yeah we seem to everything's double wrapped and double boxed and you know, there isn't anything you get that doesn't have some type of plastic container wrapped around it that's, you know, in my opinion, you know, adult-proof because we can't even get into them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's crazy is is um, I'm sure that the volume has changed as far as electronics go because electronics has changed in that um, they're not really designed to be repaired. Right, yeah, nothing. Well, and that's the problem with everything that we have yeah. now. Is, is you know if it's appliances even a lot of appliances are are not made like they used to be and i remember growing up uh, you know there'd be tv repair shops you would bring your tv in and you would get it repaired that doesn't happen anymore because they're they are so disposable and the cost for you know some of the lower end tvs it costs more money to repair it anyway than it would be just to go buy another one. Yeah, and so you've got all kinds of screens and computers and everything coming in, and you got to figure out a way to get those disposed safely. Are there, are there dangerous chemicals or not, not chemicals, but uh, elements and things like that in those electronics? Or well, you know, there's precious metals in them. We don't necessarily do anything with the those. We uh, you know, we box them up in Gaylord boxes and then send them off to a recycler. So, you know, we're basically a pass-through um, point as far as when it comes to recycling e-waste. That's what we call all of our electronics that we get in. Um, you know, as far as, like, appliances, we take care of all the refrigerant. Our guys are trained on evacuating all the refrigerant. That's a EPA requirement before you actually send them off to get... Uh, um, recycled. Okay. But I mean, yeah, somewhere, some place, somebody's got to deal with that e-waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I've been to a, I've been to one of the, uh, um, recyclers and yeah, they, uh, they go through a whole process of dismantling it, everything from the big, you know, box TVs to, uh, 
you know, when the computer comes through, the first thing they do is take the hard drive out and it goes through a shredder. Mm -hmm. So the hard drives don't necessarily get recycled. They actually get shredded because they don't want any of that information possibly ever to go anywhere. So, um, so that's part of the recycler. They take those hard drives and, and that's the, your information usually doesn't go anywhere because it's all in kind of a, uh, powdery dust. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, so, and and then the other thing that's changed so much is of course, lithium ion batteries, which we've also talked Mm -hmm. about. You know, you know, I was talking on, uh, on Pueblo New Country Outdoors about, Hey, what should you spend your Christmas money on? So many of them going with the cordless augers. Uh, And so, I mean that those lithium ion batteries are everywhere now because it's so convenient they work so long but there's special disposal rules for those too yeah there is in fact you're not that's one of the batteries you can't you're not supposed to place at all in your trash and it's supposed to be brought to a recycling facility and or a place that would will take care of it to get it recycled Um, both of our transfer stations do that um and then we have drop-off sites at all of our remote sites, even like the one in south of Target. North Day Oil has a has a box that you can drop these um, batteries off in, our bypass lane or our 24-hour lane or, or after-hours lane at the Bemidji Transfer Station has a box there to do that as well. Okay. And, um, and lighting isn't even the same. It's not just a light bulb anymore, uh, whether you still have a couple of those spiral guys left. Uh, LEDs, fluorescents, they all have special disposal rules. Yeah, LED lights now, we we have to recycle those. Um, and then as far as the fluorescent ones, they've always needed to get recycled, and that's one of those, obviously, because of the gas inside of, inside of the bulbs. Um, you know, and it goes back to that LED light bulb. You know, there's a, is it's a rule from, uh, and I, I believe it's even an EPA rule that you can't throw away anything with a circuit board in it. That's okay. not supposed to be placed in the trash. So that's kind of where some of that LED aspects go is that those all have little circuit boards in to make them operate. And, uh, and speaking of LEDs, that includes Christmas lights and Christmas strings. I mm-hmm. just can't toss those in the garbage when the string goes bad either. Right, and we have special um, places to put those. We have a Gaylord box that's just specifically for um, Christmas lights because we do, we do recycle those. Um, and that goes with anything like wire and stuff. We ask you not to place that in the, in the uh in your trash rope or anything like that. Don't put it in the, the burnable waste because of the fact that if you understand how the the waste stream gets processed, the first thing it does is go through a, a bag opener when it gets to the material recovery facility in Faustin, and all that rope will do mm-hmm. is tie up in those in the machine machinery there and processing equipment, which then causes... Um, someone to go there and take uh, basically a utility knife. They do this usually once a week and cut all of the plastic and tanglers out of their out of their equipment. Okay, wow. Uh, anything else we should know about today? No, I don't think so. I think uh, that pretty much is uh, covers a lot of topics, and I uh, appreciate uh, for you having me. Uh, on again. No, happy, happy, happy to have you. I know that you're uh, getting ready to hightail it out and go where it's warm. Good yeah, for you. Yeah, I will be taking a, a, a week vacation here uh, next week, and uh, 
Looking forward to it. Yeah, just in time. Yes. <laughs> Brian Olson, the Solid Waste Director here for Beltrami County. Brian, thanks for being here today. Yep, thank you. Chatabout has been sponsored by Bemidji Chrysler Center, Honda of Bemidji, and First National Bank Bemidji. Coming up next week, we'll take Monday off for the holiday. We'll be back Tuesday with Richard Anderson of the Beltrami County Board. That's Tuesday on Chatabout. I'm Kev Jackson. Have a great holiday weekend. Have fun. Be safe.